Welcome to the Brains Magazine podcast, a podcast with in-depth interviews and conversations with world-class entrepreneurs, expert coaches, industry leaders, and international celebrities. Get exclusive insight into the world of business, mindset, leadership, and lifestyle with your host, Mark Sefton. Welcome to the next episode of the Brains Magazine podcast. And today we have Victoria Raider. Victoria is a possibility coach. She's the founder of U2Shine and also a transformational speaker. How are you today, Victoria? I am doing fantastic and I'm very excited and grateful to be here. Absolutely. And and you're no novice to a podcast, having hosted a podcast yourself. So this could be a really interesting back and forth, don't you think? Oh, I'm sure we will have a beautiful time. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You've got a great big, beautiful smile. And and, uh, I think you said that you originate from the Ukraine. Is that correct? Correct. I was born in Ukraine and grew up there and then immigrated to US over 25 years ago. Beautiful. So does America feel very much your home? I have, um, you know, globe is my home is a better way to describe it. Yes, I love America. I don't necessarily love American policies towards Ukraine, but this is for a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good, good diversion to move, move away from that one for sure. Well, um, we can just stay there and talk about why nations go into war. I, this is a fantastic uh, different aspect that I'm sure you have not had an opportunity to cover before. You know, I am, I am a very clear on the fact that we are divine beings that come for a very set experience and we have a group think thing going on and so when you have one nation that shares a very deep subconscious program of i must rebel or i'll be conquered and you have another one that says a subconscious programming of i must dominate or i'll be destroyed when you mix those two bloods and those subconscious programming together you get a very interesting conflict we're experiencing now actually yeah, that, that is interesting, you know, and those two different paradigms and those two different thought processes. And it's like defense and attack, you know, and, and, and one's all about defending their actions and other ones about taking the offense. So, yeah, very interesting. It's interesting, actually, because my, my first question for you, Victoria, is how does subconscious programming work and how do we go about changing our own subconscious? Is it something that we can do? Absolutely. We can change the programming, not necessarily the wiring. The wiring is divinely programmed. We love it. We're going to just trust it and go with it. But we can change the programming. And what do I mean by programming? You know, we no longer completely freak out that our eye color is genetic or that our hair color is genetic. Well, so is our pattern of thinking. So is our depth of emotion. So is our preset for action. So when I look at what conscious and subconscious behavior is, conscious is the ability for an aware mind to make a yes or no choice. Yes, I'm going to go on the podcast. Yes, I'm going to, you know, go to work. Yes, I'm going to eat a donut. You know, Um, the subconscious does not have such a power. Subconscious responds to anything that conscious puts it into its awareness. And so it's like an open book. For example, Mark, if I'm just going to tell you right now, please do not think of the city you're in. 
Don't think what the name of the city is. Don't think the street you're on. How well did we do? Because terrible. subconscious doesn't <laughs> terrible because there's no no for subconscious mind. There's just no no. So which is why it's so important what we expose ourselves to consciously because we absorb everything as the programming into subconscious. So if you were a little child and your parents spanked you and said, "I do it because I love you." you absorb the program, love hurts. And then you wrote a hit and everybody sings it and we're brainwashing the whole humanity that love hurts. While reality is, it's the absence of love that hurts. Mm -hmm. Love heals. That would have been a much better song. Love heals. It's the purpose for love. So to change the subconscious programming, we find on what level, whether genetic, I've inherited, meaning if my, we're talking about Russia, Ukraine, I am a mutt. I am a Slavic mutt. I have an equal number of drops of Ukrainian blood as I have Russian blood. So I can equally offend and love both nations. I have a right <laughs> to it, right? So if I carry subconscious belief of control, I must control or I will be killed. That is my Russian bloods, let's say. And then I, I'm carrying Ukrainian bloods off. I must fight or I will be controlled. It's a fascinating internal conflict. So for a lot of us, we have a genetic subconscious conflict within us. And yet we're looking for the life you know, around us to try to fix it. So once I identify the pattern of subconscious programming, there are so many beautiful techniques with which you can pretty much unplug one program and replug and new one. And why is that? Because we're electromagnetic beings, just like electricity surges through life, electricity surges through our body. And we know that when you short the circuit, when you unplug you know, turn it off, you can actually stop the flow of a programming. That's kind of the work that that I do that I'm excited to do. Oh, you've made me excited. Uh, you're very good at, um, you know, articulating that in such a great way, making everybody uh, understand the difference between the conscious and the subconscious and how to actually change the track, you know, and deal with with that with that conflict that we have that often stems from, you know, our childhood, which, you know, we often hear about. I just want to pick up on something that you said at the very start, because you talked about how wiring and programming are different. Tell us, tell us a little bit about wiring. Yeah. Why is it that we have to just trust it? Yeah, because um, we, I can tell you, this is a little map according to me, right? I am honoring every human being's right to perceive this world as they choose to, but this is how I function, which is what passion, which is what fuels me to live my passion. And in my little map of the world is, um, we're kind of rebranding the whole company with that. I look at every person as a little ambiguity, so a very unique me. And I will answer that question in a roundabout way, but I, I'm on it, Mark. So look at it this way. For each one of us, when I'm saying I am me, little M, big E, the big E is the eternal, is the essential, is energy, and is expensive. And the little M is mortal, it's material, it's matter, and it's manifesting. So when I say I am me, I'm an eternal being with mortal experience. I'm an expensive energy that is working through matter. And to me, the whole life, every single one of us chooses, do I focus on the E part of me, the sacred self, I call it, on, on the M part of me, the scared part. Mm. 
you know, I had a client who came to me and said, I just can't commit. I can't commit to anything. You got to help me commit. And I said, well, the truth is you're incredibly committed. We all are. The question is toward part of ourselves. And so when you can't commit to something that challenges your expensive energy to grow, you commit to your scared self. You commit to the little M self. So when I say the wiring is perfect, that's what I mean. We're wired to be these divine, powerful sources of light that are processing the reality through physical experience. And so we don't want to mess with that. That's kind of what I was talking about. Now, what do we want to mess with or other clean up? You know, what is the mess we want to clean up is how that energy that flows through us gets tingled. You know, and I, I use this example when I was a five-year-old kid growing up in Ukraine, I had this brilliant idea while playing with toys that my little you know, doll needed a hanger. And I looked around the room. I couldn't find anything to hang a little dress on. So I had a metal pin. I took the metal hairpin out of my hair and I plugged it into the socket. Now, in Ukraine, like in UK, not like in US, the electrical voltage is 230. So <laughs> needless to say, the fuse is gratefully blue because I'm still sitting here. So did my grandpa who was watching me, you know, they both blew up, he ran in and he was like, oh my gosh, what happened? But as, a, as the example I want to give to that is so powerful is that the resistance in the fuses saved my life. So we have this deep need to survive. And so when we resist something, it is that deep need to survive that prevents what? that prevents electricity, or in this case, energy flowing through us. So we have these patterns of resistance. You look at the, you walk into the room, staying with the electricity peril, you walk into the room and there are different light sources. You have one light lamp that shines at 100 amps and you have one at 40. Now the power to them is the same. The resistance inside of each determines the output. Input, identical. Output unique based on the resistance. That's our life in a nutshell. We call laws universal laws because everything, and I mean everything, is patterned after the energy flow versus resistance laws. You know, you can play with that for months now with that whole idea. And so that's what we do. We find if I am this expensive energy and I am not expanding, I have no money, I have no love, I have disease in my body. Where is the resistance? So we find the point of resistance, the program that's responsible for that. Um, and we shift it. That's why we don't want to mess with wiring. It works perfect. We want to mess with resistance. Love that. That's a really good, really good, uh, Victoria. Thank you. Um, I know that you work a lot with people and, um, you know, I really wanted to capture from you and it is kind of a, kind of a broad question, but I think you you're so good at kind of really giving us the detail, but how how do we heal our own hearts and and free our own minds? I know that heart and mind are, are very much connected, and and you very much work within that space. Well, first of all, you remember it is your birthright to be able to allow for it, and um, and ironically, it's the steps of surrender. If you were going to do it all on your own, if you're not going to lean into anybody, just say. You're right there and you say, I can do it. So how would you do it from that you know, point of view? I want to talk about three levels 
of empowerment and then kind of four stages of development. So you as a human being can decide where you are and how to get unstuck. So the four stages of development are survival, stability, success, and significance. It's very important to look at your life and decide in what part of your life, what state of development you're in. Because if you don't do it, we tend to default to the lowest one in all areas of our life. So let's say workaholics are either successful or significant at work, but they kind of suck at life. You know, they can't form a relationship that lasts for more than two days with anybody, either loved one or friend one. And so they're in survival in relationship, but they are in success significance at work. It's just primitive example, but to know where you are assessing yourself. And once you kind of see that pattern, you say, okay, how do I go to the next step in my relationship? How to go from survival to stability? A lot of people make a mistake of trying to jump from survival to significance. And it's like a thermometer. You can't go from a hundred degrees to, from a zero degrees to a hundred without hitting every single degree in its way. One, two, three, four, all the way to a hundred. So that's the process of, okay, where am I right now? in my health. I just had a heart attack, so I probably am in survival. So what would be a step of stability? Oh, okay, distress, maybe tapping for, you know, tapping, doing EFT for stress, drinking more water, whatever your steps are. So that's first analysis. On the parallel scale with that, uh, you have three levels of empowerment that I kind of coined, and it's so near and dear to my heart. And the first one is powerless me. And powerless me mentality or subconscious programs feel life happens to me. Why did it happen to me? How could they do it to me? How is it even possible that it's happening to me? So it's all to me, to me, to me. Life, life is hitting me. Life is beating me. I am powerless. And I look at that me as little M, little E, right? Me, I am just run over. So when you hear yourself thinking that, you understand, okay, I'm, I'm feeling powerless. I'm in survival here. How do I go to stability? The stability is very saturated market of personal growth and improvement because it is power hungry in a good way. Power hungry, meaning reclaiming my power. It's Les Brown who says, I am hungry. You got to be hungry. And it's Tony Robbins who says, life happens for you. Okay, great. So life happens for me, big M, big E is power hunger. And it's a healthy process of reclaiming the power. It's saying, wait a minute. This happened to me. How did it happen for me? What good have I learned from it? How can I reframe it to get lessons out of it? But yet, and so if you're looking at powerless being survival, power hunger is stability. I got this, you know, I got this. And I'm, I'm by golly, I got this and I'm going to keep doing it. And it's fantastic. But when you shift and, and even success, because success is to me, to me, my definition, success is when all of your needs are met in a most powerful way. And significance is when you use that to meet the needs of the globe. Mm -hmm. So that's just how I look at difference between the two. So now what is then that significance? And the significance is when you say, wait a minute, life doesn't happen to me. And life doesn't only happen for me. Life happens through me. And it's a surrender to that beautiful light energy from which we're created, through which we're called to live and into which we will be returning in whatever your, however you perceive that. And so understanding the surrender, and that's where little ambig E is, you know, the matter, the fear, the life says, I surrender. 
I surrender, show me the way. However you address the universe, the creator, the God, the source, the inner knowing, you say, I surrender all of the resistance to allow for life to throw to flow through me. What is looking physiological response? You breathe. <laughs> You've got to breathe. Six, count to six in, count to six out, and start saying, I breathe in peace. I surrender commotion, right? I breathe in love. I surrender resistance. And you just kind of breathe through in a very beautiful way because breath is called a breath of life for a reason. It's the first notion of life. We take the first breath and it's the last notion of physical life. When mm. we go, we take our last breath. So breathing, breathing is the indicator of the light and love energy flow through you. Shallow breathing, hyperventilating, powerless me. All hyped up, you know, oh God, this heavy breathing, that's going to be power hunger me. And calm, peaceful, relaxed, focused, clear, empowered me. So hopefully that gives you the schematics of knowing where you are, breathing. And my favorite go-to phrase is notice what you notice, because what you notice is what you create. So notice what you notice. Wow. You are such an educator. Um, so much richness in that. Uh, <laughs> I liked the, the first thing you said, which was to allow for it. You know, I love this phrase, examine what you tolerate. It's, it's so true often in life, that which we accept is often what we end up with. So I, I love the fact you open the door and have the give permission uh, to allow, you know, he, healing and restoration to take place. Um, and interestingly, you just said, because one of my questions for you was, you know, notice what you notice, become what you notice is what you create and create possibility. And I really wanted you to kind of explain your thoughts on that because that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Well, there is the beautiful physiological little M, right? The matter concept that our body is beautifully carved and that is reticular activating system and, uh, you know, RAS. And so I laughingly say, um, if you want to change your life, you got to move your rest first, RAS. <laughs> And then kind of move the other ass. I mean, that's besides the point. That's the action, right? We'll get there. So, but the first one is move your RAS. And what do I mean by that? The reticular activating system is the system of neurons that are kind of placed at the top of your spine. Sometimes when you're really stressed, that's where the stress is because you're really filtering in into something that is stressful. And the job for um, RAS is to filter anything and everything that could possibly distract us from what our conscious mind has decided as a task. For example, if I'll ask you, Mark, Mark, what color are you thinking about right now? Blue. Blue. And here is a very obvious question. Were you even thinking about the color before I asked you? I mean, because it's my favorite color, it's always like there. It's like literally grabbing, you, you know, your coat off the hanger. Exactly. So it's always there. And that's the gold you've given us. The answers are always there. But it was not in your full awareness until I directed you to it with the question. And so what our reticular activator does, it filters everything that's already there internally and externally and responds only to what we are 
asking of it. So if I'm asking myself, we're going to go to Shakespeare. This is my interpretation of the beaten phrase, but I stick by it. To be or not to be, that is the question. I think it's the most beautiful metaphysical mm. <laughs> creation question, uh, statement I've ever heard. Because your tequila activating system will either be focusing on to be or on not to be. What do I mean by that? If you're thinking not to be sick, not to be broken, not to be alone, not to be overweight. Remember how we asked in the beginning, don't think about something? The subconscious doesn't understand it. It's going to create it in your life. Or you want to lose weight? Let me make sure I put more weight on you so you have something to lose because I'm your servant. I am here to, you know, your wish is my command. Oh, you're really upset right now. And you're saying, I don't want to be upset anymore. Let me give you more to work through. If we shift it from, I don't want to be broke to how do I become prosperous? If we shift, I, how much worse can it get to, to my favorite question? If you're going through a hard time, ask yourself, how can it get better? And if you're going through a great time, do not ask when the other shoe will, will drop or when will it be over or all good things come to an end, but go to how much better can it get? Do you guys see that? We are always re, we're always reshifting to to be, to be, to be. So that's what I mean by noticing. So you want to buy a car. You're dreaming about the car. You have a car, your dreams. Your friend buys that car. Notice how you experience that, because if you're a little bit resentful, if you're asking, why didn't it happen to me? Your subconscious mind says, oh, he or she wants proof why it didn't happen to them. Let's make sure they lose a job now so they have no income. But if you are noticing that and you say, oh, I'm releasing that, I am happy for my friend, genuinely. What an amazing thing. If you notice that you notice something through joy, your reticular activating system goes into the incredible resourcefulness that you're connected to and says, ah, oh, that's what you want. Let me help you find it. Amazing, powerful concept. We all come to learn it. We spend a lifetime doing so. Oh, that's wonderful. And interestingly, when you quoted William Shakespeare, uh, Shakespeare's birthplace is literally 10 miles from where I live. <laughs> there you go. So, so to be. <laughs> right there. To be right there. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, I know that you create programs, you create a lot of resources. I did want to ask you about what is the Quantum Freedom Program? Who is it for and how will it help somebody? Yeah, it's a, there are two different things, two different aspects for Quantum Freedom. First of all, Quantum Freedom was born uh, originally as a special meditative technique to open your energy centers. You know, in Eastern tradition, they're called chakras. I call them possibility centers because I'm a possibility coach. So I created a very unique way through the meditation and breathing to open all your possibility centers. And because you gained new levels of freedom and because we were working with energy, which is subquantum particles, I called it quantum freedom. In December 2019, I had a very strong prompting from, from the divine source. I refer to the source as divine source. And, and, uh, and it was, you have to take your program online. 
And I had all these amazing programs. And I said, wait a minute, that's cumbersome. But the feeling was so strong. And I've learned to do what? To surrender. I like to be empowered versus power hungry. <laughs> so I said, fine, you know, I'll do that. The transition was done by January 24th. We launched uh, it, all the programs as Quantum Freedom Online. And then the world shut down for COVID. And we were beautifully situated to then continue on um, because of the number of different programs and offerings in that online group um, we are probably going to be rebranding it to empower me academy and so what the offerings are they are at this point over 200 actually 300 recorded hours based and broken into different topics. We have the Course in Miracles, which is a 365 daily beautiful energy activated affirmation with 52 videos weekly. So a person can just do only that, go through 52 weeks of a phenomenal program of opening themselves to miracles in their life. We have the Science of Getting Rich. I've written a book, actually, editing the book now, Me and My Money Map, about 35 laws of money. So people that are looking for prosperity laws have that video program. We have business series. Uh, we have group healings. We, we have a lot of offerings. And the most important thing is for somebody who joins the community is not to get overwhelmed and not to feel that they have to do it all. They are there just to find what works for them. And so every single session is based on me offering a teaching based on the need of the group, and then doing different modalities and techniques to remove the subconscious programming that is acting as resistance or block to the performance that they desire in their life, and then reprogramming it in the best and highest way. Um, and uh, we have them at different, that just as I've described, survival, stability, success, and significance, we also offer them at different level. So let's say the highest frequency program, the program where the energy flows most unrestrained and the changes are very palpable, immediate, and empowering is activating what I call spiritual gene code. We focus on a particular virtue. We find how to expand that virtue through a gift and remove the shadow of it. Yesterday, we were working through the feeling of inadequacy, expanding it to the gift of resourcefulness and stepping into the virtue of wisdom. And that was just an example of one. Love it. Now, I know that you've created several apps as well, and it's clear that you have a lot of knowledge and wisdom. And I, I, must, I must say, Victoria, like I'm really jacked up just by the way that you, you know, answer the passion, but also the knowledge you know, there's a lot of people out there that are creating content. It often sounds the same, looks the same. You know, it's not so um, unique or, 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 or so deep. Uh, and there is a deepness to you, which really comes through. And I, I really love that. And I want to affirm that because, you know, interviewing a lot of people, you know, each and every week, you know, there is a lot of similarity in what's being said, but it's very clear that your knowledge with your passion is really um, evident. Now, I know that you've created several apps, and I wondered what that process was like. And, and talk to me a little bit about the premise of the Empower Me app, which you obviously are looking to, to rebrand your own quantum freedom program around that. You know, Marcus, is, I've given a lot of interviews and nobody ever asked me how the apps were born. And I'm so grateful for this 
question I now realize because it is a phenomenal story, actually. You know, um, I was teaching a class that's called uh, Manifest Abundance, and it's a theta healing technique that is developed by Vianna Steibel. And so I was teaching this class, and I always do the exercises with students. If my students are going to gain something out of it, by golly, so will I. And so I've expanded that class into not just, hey, let me write a list because these are the things I want, you know, and I'm going to have them to how about we're align ourselves to what is the universe wanting for me? How about we align to understand what am I to manifest? It's a huge, beautiful question, you guys. And you don't have to be equipped with powerful techniques. You can close your eyes and say, what am I to manifest? And pause and get the answer. And you will have the answer. Why? Because you're connected. You know, you're connected. So you're alive, you're breathing, you're connected. The energy is flowing through. So I'm sitting there, I'm teaching them deep meditative technique to get clarity on that. And it was immediate. You have to go to Hawaii. Well, Hawaii is one of my favorite places. It's a pricey little trip. And I'm like, okay, wonderful. I'm going to manifest that. And I asked the stupid question when, and it was like next week. <laughs> so <clears throat> I called my mom. I said, mom, are you working next week? She goes, yeah, why? I said, we need to go to Hawaii because my husband's overseas. Dad can watch the dogs. I have a zoo and another podcast on the zoo. So, okay. Literally we get, and this is so important because, you know, in my podcast, I talk about awareness, alignment, action, so that you can live a life of abundance. So I became aware. I had to align myself with it and act on it. Within a week, we're in Hawaii. I'm like, okay, maybe, you know, God, universe just wants me to rest because I work, you know, around the clock. So I teach rest. Maybe I should try to live what I'm teaching here. And the first day we're playing, everything is great. And then the next day I wake up three in the morning with this beautiful surge of energy through me, showing me how I need to make what I teach affordable to somebody who is in a third world country for whom dollar a month is an investment or even $3 is an investment. And it comes through in the form of an app. And the app, there are two apps. The first one is called Master Me. And it is a powerful daily energy activated affirmation. It's broken into 252 virtues. And that's a one price, super cheap, affordable, my little contribution to, okay, here you go. The Empower Me app that was also channeled at that time, and it's taken quite a few years for it to finally be born as it is born now, is a continually growing app. And it is, uh, there's a free part to it because there are blessings and I believe blessings should be free. Let's get a blessing from Mark. Mark, here we go. We're going to go into empower me and we're going to click on a blessing and say, what blessing does Mark need right now? Woohoo, Mark, here we go. The heart is pumping. We're all, I will allow it. (laughs) You will allow it. You will allow it. It's beautiful. May you be blessed with clarity of vision. May you see your own beauty. And may you see the beauty of all and of all life. May your eyes be opened and cleansed in the divine light. May you truly see, be blessed. So what we find is the blessings are all very serendipitously aligned. And if you actually close your eyes, when you receive the blessing, you'll feel the energy clearing what I call the third eye and expanding the vision. So there you go. Now, you guys, Mark will be a great visionary and I will be interviewing him on my podcast. But just to kind of play with that, and that's a free part. And then it has 
as a subscription, incredible, incredible additional information. It has three-minute meditations because we all really could benefit from meditating, but not everybody can be a guru at 50 minutes a day or definitely not start there. And so there are three-minute guided meditations by topic. There are 90 ways to work through grief. I worked with so many people that are grieving mm -hmm. and I believe the earth is grieving right now. And I get choked up because there's so much grief mm -hmm. right now, right? And for me, joy and grief are not exclusive. Mm -hmm. For me, joy is finding light and grief, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's what joy is. And so there are 90 aspects of grief where you look at a different feeling and I give you a visualization to allow the energy to clear that grief for you. And then there's my money set, and we're going to continue adding value to this app with one purpose to really empower anybody who has it. Lovely. It sounds fantastic. And, you know, I typically, you know, hold these spaces with these podcasts for like 30 minutes, but uh, I do have a couple of questions that I do want to uh, ask you regardless, you know, and, and sometimes it's good good to kind of break break the rule occasionally especially when there's so much richness here and there is a couple of questions I, I want to ask you that I think are important um, and then I'll, I'll have you kind of share anything else that's burning and let us know how we can find out more about you Victoria if that's okay so uh, my last two questions my first one is um, you know you were written off by a teacher at school uh, how do we become emotionally resilient and move forward despite what other people say you know the energy of rejection is a very powerful energy and a lot of the children who don't receive a positive energy respond to negative energy because it's still energy and so when you realize that there are these four damaging r's i would say when you feel rejected you have the energy of resentment brooding in you and that energy of resentment for being rejected can either transform into the energy of regret. You regret you haven't said something. You regret you haven't done something. Or in the beginning, you can turn it into active revenge energy. And by revenge, I don't mean going after somebody. That's a very low frequency of it. But in the beginning, you take yourself out of powerless me. Somebody rejected me. Something happened to me. To power hungry me. I'll show you. I'll prove you wrong. That was me. That was me. I took the energy of power hunger to, okay, you telling me I will never use the English language ever in my life. You telling me I'm wasting my time. I'm take, I'm wasting my talent. I will show you. And that's that transition of power hunger. So when somebody pushes you down and you feel powerless, step into power hunger first and say, I'll show you, but don't stay there. Do not stay there because at the end, I'll show you burns through you. And when it, and it becomes irrelevant, then you say, I surrender the pain to the light and I will allow for the best of me to come out through me. Mm, that's beautiful. I reckon people are going to have to listen to this two or three times to really get the, the, oh. the, full, the fullness of it. Now, one thing we have really in common, uh, and I really believe that, you know, when people have asked me, you know, you know, share 10, 10 things that would result in you creating the best life. Uh, one of those 10 for me is to ask great questions. Now, what is the best question you believe we can all ask ourselves today? What a great question, indeed. 
I think it depends on the situation you're in. It truly does. And by far, the greatest question to ask is the one that you have just asked, which is, what is the best question for me to ask right now that by answering it, I can shift my reality? I'm going to butcher the quote, but uh, um, Einstein once said that if I were given an hour to answer uh, to solve a problem, I would spend the first 55 minutes of thinking of what question to ask. For if I had the right question, I would solve any problem in five minutes. So when life pushes you, when life rushes you, when you're on autopilot trying to solve something, stop, breathe, and ask what question should I be asking that will impact my life palpably in the best and highest way. Wow. I don't know why when you when you answered that one I I felt a flood of emotion. It's 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 the the opening of the heart mark when there's love and light that is poured to and through you. It's a beautiful feeling to know we're heard and we're seen as the divine beings that we are. And I hear you and I see you and it is very genuine. <laughs> mm, thank you. Yes. Been really beautiful uh, and yeah I I feel energized and you stimulated my own brain. My neurons are firing. Like, um, have you got anything? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> have you have you got anything um, that you kind of want to end as as a final thought or something? Maybe we haven't captured, and and then let people know where they can find out more about you. Yes, I always, uh, whenever given opportunity, I, uh, I I finish with this thought because speaking of emotion, that is a thought I've shared thousands of times and I get choked up every single time because this is why I do everything I do. I, I believe so strongly into this um, story and the sentiment that it brings. And so in 1400s, there was a sculptor Donatello in Italy who was commissioned to carve a sculpture and he was given a huge block of marble. And as he was given this huge block of marble, he studied it for months and found out it had too many veins, you know, like these little thin lines going through structurally, which I say in the marble language is bad, bad marble, you know? And so he looked at it, he deemed it to be faulty and he rejected the marble. We talk about rejection. He rejected the marble. 50 years later, and I have chills as I say it every time, 50 years later, another great sculptor and artist who we all know as Michelangelo, out of that particular marble, carves the statue of David. That is the statue of David that still stands in Florence and is arguably one of the most impactful statues of all time. And so at a time, his contemporaries were wondering and asking him, how could he possibly carve this immaculately perfect sculpture of David out of faulty marble? And what he said is what fuels my breath. He said, I saw the angel in the marble and I carved until I set him free. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you're that angel. I'm that angel. We are that E that power, power, that essence that is surrounded by a lot of M, <laughs> by a lot of debris. And so I believe so passionately that every single one of us has been born for uniqueness and for greatness if we just release the resistance of fear. Mm. Be beautiful. <laughs> um, where do people find out more about you? 
I think the best place to find all the information is on our site, and that's youtoshine.com, Y-U, number two, S-H-I-N-E.com. And one of the things that, that I would recommend is we offer a beautiful free meditation as you come to the side that is from scared self to sacred self. It's that, you know, that commitment, because when you look at the little C, scared and sacred are the same letters. And the only thing that is moved is the sea. And so that five minute meditation frees you to not release, not to punish, not criticize, not beat them out of you, but to love your scared parts so that they can be dissolved into the sacred part of who you are. I love it. Victoria, thank you so much. Thoroughly enjoyed this, uh, this one and uh, looking forward to just watching you on your journey and all the people that you are going to impact along the way. Thank you so much, Mark. This has truly been wonderful. Phenomenal questions. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for joining this episode with me, Mark Sefton. I hope you've really enjoyed it. Feel free to leave us a positive review on iTunes. And I look forward to welcoming you back to the next episode of the Brains Magazine podcast.